Hello there, Out Louders. It's Rachel Corbett. I just thought I'd pop into your ears to say that we have just started the brand new season of Batch Chat. I am hosting with a cast of my Mamma Mia friends, and each Friday we are going to be sitting down and picking apart the last two episodes of the week. So if you are a Bachelor fan, we thought we'd give you a little taste by dropping episode one here right in your feed so you don't even have to go anywhere. You can try before you buy. And if you dig it, just head to The Recap in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this show and get subscribing. Hope you enjoy. This episode of Batch Chat is brought to you by the new Hyundai Santa Fe. Welcome to Batch Chat, the show where we are going to pick apart everybody's favourite reality TV show. My name is Rachel Corbett and each Friday I am going to be joined by one of my Mamma Mia friends. We are waist deep in Bachelor content here, so we are all about it. We know what's going on. We can dissect it. We are the experts in this stuff. And today's expert that's joining me is Nicole Stewart. Hello, Nick. Hi, Rach. Glad to be here. Let's cut to the chase and get straight into the red carpet arrivals. The one thing that I learned this season that maybe I've missed in previous seasons is that I didn't realise that the girls turned up in their cars together rather than alone. Did you know that? I did know that. However, sometimes girls arrive alone and then other times they arrive in threes or fours. What, how, do you, how do they distinguish who gets what? I think if you've got a really sad backstory and they want to give a bit more information about you, you get your own car <laughs> right. so that you can have a monologue to camera about the fact that you were in a long-term relationship and then you were dumped and you haven't found love again because you've got the walls up and you, you, know, you can't trust people. So those sort of spills, they deserve your own limo, your own spot in the limo. <laughs> that's, a, that's probably a good point. Some of the standouts for me, um, of course, there was Dasha from Rasha who whipped the legs over the head and did a few lazy sit-ups on his pecs. I loved her. She just wanted to be like, Nick, I'm bendy. Pick me. Give me a rose. <laughs> I'm always a bit concerned, though, when you turn up and, like, if you can't win him over with your sparkling conversation, if you've got to go upside down and whip your legs around his neck, then there's an issue there. Of course, there was Kayla, the energy healer from Cool and Beach. Oh. Oh, bless him. He said, what's this, an amethyst, like the only stone that's known to most people? She's like, it's a rose quartz. It's for love and marriage. And also she asked him to put it beside his bed after she'd told him that he'd put, she'd put her intentions or something in there. And I'm like thinking she's going to watch you while you sleep. Things got real for Kayla real quick because there's like three, the snakes she calls them, mm. the three chicks in the house that are very bitchy. And I, she's really, by the end of episode two, she had copped it a lot. I am so sick and tired of seeing women be horrible to other women. We see it every year. There's always someone who's a little bit quirky and they're an easy target and mm. there's always one or two and unfortunately this season there's three girls who jump on that and use it as an opportunity to target them. It's disgusting. Cat is driving me mad. Yeah. Her on the red carpet came across all confident. Firstly, she gave him two kisses and said that's what they do in Bali. <laughs> Since when <laughs> are the Balinese people whipping out two cheek kisses? It's full of Australians anyway. We don't do that. We don't give two kisses. <laughs> she also seems to be completely incapable of speaking in full words. Everything is, oh, I'm Devo. We just had a convo. I'm like everything. And she, I have never in my life met a nice person who says, soz, 
She should just add soz, not soz. Yeah. Because that's what she really means. Not only that, but in the second episode, there was that um, the photo shoot, which we'll get to, which is just, uh, But poor Kayla was dressed up, you know, as the school mom, and they're talking about how ridiculous she looks. And then in all of her pieces to camera, Kat's in those glasses that look like they were from the 1950s. I'm like, oh, but they're cool when you're wearing them. That- what are they called, those glasses change? They came in on Love Island too, and I don't know who brought them back, but they need to just go back to the, like you say, the 20s. <laughs> um, we couldn't get through the red carpet without bloody Vanessa Sunshine. What was your name? Vanessa Sunshine. Vanessa, I'm sorry. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Shannon. Hello. What's your name? Vanessa. 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 Vanessa Sunshine. How did that not get interrogated? Is that her last name? Is that just the thing that she uses as a, descri- as a descriptor? Because... I've never seen a less sunny person than Vanessa Sunshine. Exactly my thoughts. I was looking at her thinking, are you even going to smile? The best part about her was that she came in and basically went, meh, I could take him or leave him. You know what? I'm not really attracted to him. And that's real. Every year I watch this show and I watch 25 people stream out of a limo, shared or solo, and they say, oh, wow, he's everything I've been looking for. That's not realistic. No matter how good looking the person is, and let's face it, despite Honey Badula trying to say he's not your typical bachelor, why? He's tall and he's got abs. Yeah. What What is so different about him that doesn't make him the usual bachelor? That's why this show is like the purest example of Stockholm Syndrome. That's that syndrome where the people who've been held captive start to fall in love with their captor because they've got nowhere else to go. It's also a great example of the fact that you can fall in love with anything if it's going to get you 50,000 extra Instagram followers. Vanessa Sunshine was the perfect example of like, I know when I walk down the red carpet, I'm not attracted to this person. I think it was her who said he looks like a cauliflower. (laughs) And then she's like, but I'm sticking around. I mean, in real life, if you were unattracted to somebody in a bar, you'd be like, I'm out of here. But the lure of social media following and getting invited to parties and stuff is a lot to, you know, is the thing that keeps people around. That's why this season's good because we're seeing a little bit of the producers already, but also the language a lot of the contestants are using. And I call them contestants because that's what they are. (laughs) They're saying, I'm in it to win it. I love this game. I just think I'm an extremely competitive person and if I walked down that red carpet and didn't particularly like the guy, I wouldn't be worried about Instagram followers. I'd want to win. And that's why I think how the poor guy, how's he going to know who wants Insta followers because that's what Kat wants, right? She's got a jewellery line. She's being absolutely horrible so she can get airtime. Well, I hope so because I just can't imagine anyone being that purposefully mean to another person. But that's the thing. In one of his, um, before his date with Shannon, he said, I often have difficulty meeting women because I'm not sure what their intentions are. I don't know what they want from me. And I'm like, well, you have picked the wrong show to find. <laughs> like, this is a collection of pretty much the majority of women are here for the wrong reasons. Exactly. Um, what are your thoughts on the key to the batch pad? This is something new, right? They've brought this out. So what happens is that Honey Badger had a key to his batch pad that he gave, ended up giving to Brooke. And that allows Brooke the opportunity to come over and knock on his door at any time and have a date. I reckon this was purely the producers going, Man, they're always rooting in the American seasons and we cannot get anybody to go back to anybody's house. You know what? Let's just give one of the chicks a key. Let's get around there. Let's hope that we can get them together and just, you know, get them in bed together because we're all so tame on the Australian versions. There's options though. And if you go back to season one with Tim, there was the option for all three girls to sleep, but they always say no. And the fact that Honey Badger, which we will get to later with the awkward kiss with Romy, but the fact that he literally did almost everything to detach himself from her tongue 
shows me that Brooke can turn up at his house, but there's going to be no shenanigans. Yeah, true. The only thing I wanted to mention about episode one, Kayla in the pool. Oh, my God, we've all been Kayla in the pool. I feel like this is just a really great example of why if you are still in those sort of not sure about yourselves, got a bit of insecurity part of your life, which we all exist in for, you know, a long time, but particularly in the 20s, I think to myself when I'm watching some of these women, I'm like, okay, all of this happened in my life in my 20s, but there was no camera to catch it. No camera to catch me giving some guy side eye that I'm staring at in the corner and thinking, please notice me please notice me like the delightful Cass who's just been staring uh, honey badger down the whole time but when Kayla jumped in the pool and I just thought oh god we've all not really known how to get a dude's attention and done something ridiculous and then realized two seconds after we've executed this was a mistake that was a bad 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 idea I and just felt like get in the pool ladies <laughs> help a brother out I would not have got it in the pool but I would have at least <gasps> made her feel good they all literally oh. the, it was brutal they just turned they turned their backs on her and were like ugh what is she doing it was mortifying on so many levels and her half-assed attempt of going come in the pool guys, oh my god she knew they they all stood back from the explosion Nobody even went to the side of the pool to say, can I help you out? Everybody was like, I'm just going to walk away and pretend I didn't even notice. I felt so bad And someone actually said, Kayla, get out of the pool. Like she hadn't thought of that herself. She knew. She knew. Kayla, get out of the pool, mate. (laughs) We'll be back with more Batch Chat in a moment. But first, a word from the sponsor of today's show. We all love family road trips, unless, of course, the kids are fighting in the back seat. That's a bit of a punish. But with the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe, you'll have peace at last. With a flexible interior that seats seven in comfort, you can make sure there's enough room for even the pickiest little traveller. And that means no more backseat battles. Keep your family safe with the effortlessly stylish Hyundai Santa Fe. Find out more at hyundai.com.au. In the second episode, of course, we, like, get right into the dates. What do you think about the chem between Shannon and uh, and Honey Badger? Do you reckon that's going to go anywhere? No. Well, nah. I've done a bit of investigative journalism, oh. Rachel, and the person, the girl that goes on the first date never wins. Oh. However, in the last five seasons, the winner is always on the group date. But, so, you, but hang on, you can't not be on a group date. Like. No, on the sorry, on the first group date. Oh. So the winner is never the first date. However, the winner is always part of the bevy of women that are on the first ever group date. You've gone deep. I've gone deep. <laughs> I've gone really? deep. You know, some of the takeouts from that date, I'm like, when they drop her, winch them into the water and they get out of the water and she looks like she's had full hair and makeup. You know, you've got to check out the the Bachelor recaps on mamamia.com.au that Jesse and Claire do. They put up a photo there of an example of, like, what we all look like when we get out of the water. And it's like, you know, hair everywhere, the sort of lady of the lake style crawling out like you're covered in moss. Don't take a woman on a date where she has to go fully clothed into the water. And then she has to go onto a beach after being dunked in cold water and eat food that she doesn't like. <laughs> and because she's in a competition, she's not allowed to say because you can't be difficult. You've got oh to be you've got to be really laid back, but also not too fussy. That was when she took a mouthful of that salmon. <laughs> that was the purest example of what not to do. Like if you don't like salmon, the right man for you 
will go, I'm sorry for serving you salmon. But also, they won't expect you to eat it and vomit. No, <laughs> and also the producers know ev- the name of every single one of her sexual partners. You're telling me they don't know that she doesn't like salmon? Oh, they 100% knew. They were like, she has put on her form that her that her fear is heights and the one food she doesn't like is salmon. Let's put her on a date where we put her in a helicopter and make her eat salmon. And also, as she was as nervous as a bag full of cats at a greyhound oh, meet, says Nick. But everybody is so, oh, my God, I love how you say bag of fruit instead of suit. I just love your sayings. I'm like, how? By episode two, I was like, just talk like a normal person. I needed subtitles. (laughs) Yeah. What about the photo shoot? Every year we have this damn photo shoot. I just thought this was such a stretch. They've themed it basically around the aspects of Nick's personality and his interests. But I reckon a producer had basically gone, right, we've got the outfits for an 80s rock band thing. We've got a firefighter shoot. Uh, We can get the girls out in a bunch of schoolgirl outfits. Everybody loves that. Let's just say 80s rock band is Nick's creativity. Firefighting means he likes helping people. Schoolgirls coming out in a schoolgirl outfit. Oh, that'll be his love of education like that last one in particular I was like a bunch of women walking out in schoolgirl outfits is how you represent your love of education (laughs) it was terrible and poor Sophie can we just talk about Sophie because she had a line of those women watching her individual photo shoot where number one she doesn't know this guy at all Mm. she's sitting there having to do yoga which she's done three times in her life she's shaking probably because her core isn't coping with the position she's being forced to be in and he's going oh she seemed a bit uneasy well no wonder she's touching noses with someone she's just met in front of all of these women and then being photographed doing it It, that's not normal it's also just the worst environment for anybody who's not somebody like Kat who wants the limelight or who, you know, like those kind of photo shoots are so intimidating and like scary that you put, particularly someone like Kayla, you know, she really struggled in that photo shoot and you think what a horrible situation to be in when you're around extroverted people and you aren't that kind of person and you're also being picked on by other women in the group and you have to stand in front of them and beside a couple that you don't get along with and try and be natural and like get a connection with this guy as somebody's putting a camera in your face like there were moments in the in the first couple of episodes where I just thought there's there's so much cruelty in this there is too much cruelty. yeah I just more uh, so more so than other seasons we usually have our villain but I don't know that we've seen this level of nastiness we probably have and I've just forgotten because they get eliminated quite early mm. let's finish up with a chat about Romy oh wait first of all I'd like to say that honey badger turning up to the house really proved a point for me and that is that I'm not a hundred percent sure that Osha while he is delightful and we all love him dearly and people are screaming his name this season every time he walks in the door I'm not a hundred percent sure he's necessary I was like oh that's right a guy can just turn up to the house and ask somebody on a date It's also so ridiculous, especially now that we've done this Bachelor so many times. We've got, you know, Bachelor in Paradise. Was he even? Oh, he was on that. And he comes in at the end at the most random times and says the most morbid things. He comes in at the beginning and convinces us, I've done this before. I've seen love. I've fostered love. (laughs) I am love. You know, but really he just comes in now and then with a day card almost when he feels like it. I always feel too, he's like the salt in the wound when you've stood in a room quietly while however many women have been handed a rose. You've sat there, you've waited till the end, you're 
embarrassed, you're alone or you've got one person standing behind you and you're like, I'm on national television, I just got rejected. And then Osha comes in and goes, Jan, Mary, you did not receive a rose. And I'm just waiting for the day when the producer leaves in somebody saying, no shit. <laughs> like, tell me something I don't know. Also, it's probably the 10th take. So that poor person has had to, and how he says that without cracking a smile, he says it so seriously <laughs> as if he's delivering a eulogy. Yes. Juliana, Renee, I'm sorry, but you didn't receive a rose. Please take the time to say goodbye. Now, R- Romy and the badge went on a trip to his uncle's pizza shop to go and make pizza. Too early for the family. <laughs> too too That was just too early. Unnecessary. And then after they've sort of kneaded the dough and made themselves a couple of pizzas, they sit down and Romy proceeds to just lick his neck. <laughs> Have you seen anything like it? Oh, it was just so awkward and weird. Even when Badge is sitting there, like, eyes wide going, what do I even do about this? And then she gets back to the mansion and starts going, yeah, I kiss Nick. Well, does it count if he doesn't kiss you back? The biggest part about this is we heard last year in Sophie's Bachelorette that Sam kissed her when she didn't consent. But the producers actually cut it out. So she went on Kyle and Jackie O and said that she didn't really like him because there was an awkward kiss and he made her feel extremely uncomfortable. So that was cut out probably because of the outrage that would have come of, you know, a, a male kissing a female without her consent. But essentially that's what Romy did. Romy made him feel uncomfortable so many times and he sort of expressed his discomfort, but she did not give a shit. She yeah. did not care. That's such an interesting example of like how the hypocrisy of that, men versus women, like mm-hmm. you imagine that exact same scenario, a dude doing that to a chick, like there would be outrage. It wouldn't go to air because yeah. the producers would know that. It yeah. would be in the deleted scenes and a horror story for the actual Bachelor to deal with. Mm. Let's finish up by just a very quick mention of Cass, who is the girl that he dated outside in the real world. They met in the gym. There's a sort of something, something that went on that we're not really quite sure of. We think they boned. We're not a hundred percent on it. We they just... definitely <laughs> have boned. But she is, I mean, she's been very quickly given the, the title of stage five clinger. Next episode, she apparently whips out the dream journal and starts telling him that, Oh my word. I, Again, I feel like as a younger woman I've been this person where you think I'm not sure that he really knows I'm here. I don't think I've made it clear enough. I think the reason that we're not spending enough time together is because I really haven't shown him how much I like him so that's why he's not coming to talk to me. So I'm really going to prove... like. He knows. He's aware. We've all got peripheral vision. He can see you staring at him every time he makes a move around the room. What I don't understand is why there isn't an age limit on The Bachelor and Bachelorette. Number one, you're 23. You don't need to find the love of your life. If you've been single for three years, that's fine because you were in high school three years before. (laughs) Honest to God, they don't need to be on this show. Number two, we make bad decisions in our early 20s and Cass is the perfect example. She genuinely thought when she's saw him she was like I've won this and then you can see her startly like slowly start to realize oh these other 25 women aren't going home he's Mm -hmm. not just gonna go hey look you're here I'm here let's go back to our gym oh when he came to pick up Romy you just have to have a pact in the room if he turns up to the house nobody kiss him hello because then we all have to kiss him hello and there's 22 of us here and it's gonna take a really long time but then did you see she was like Nick 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 
Nick, Nick. And I'm like, you know he's heard her. You know he's heard her. <laughs> she and they. She always lingers a little bit too oh. long in the hug. Bless her. Oh. What they should learn from Sophie and Stu, who are now broken up, is if it didn't compel you enough on the outside, you don't need to go on TV and then rehash. You've already been on a few dates. Nothing was there. He should send her home soon. Oh man. Well, uh, we don't really need to talk that much about Brooke because she's clearly the front runner right now. I'm scared Brooke's going to be our Nikki Gogan. I'm scared they're going to make us love Brooke. She's going to be in all of the footage. We're going to build the love story for them in our minds and then she's going to get left at the end. Well, then we know who our next Bachelorette is after Ali, who nobody's so excited about. I'm I'm excited for Ali. I love Ali. I just was a bit heartbroken when I realised, and I don't really know whether this is true or not or if it's just her ex-boyfriend from Batch in Paradise telling lies, but she apparently cheated on him at his house. (laughs) I believe that it's a lie. But also, Ali was good value in season one. She went to kiss Tim at the cocktail party too and did that awkward side thing. And then she had to limp off horribly when <laughs> after she'd broken her leg in the top three. Osha was like, Ali, you didn't receive a rose. And then she literally hobbled off to the side, bless her. She deserves that chance and I'm behind her. I'm excited. Oh, if you haven't checked out the recaps already on mamamia.com.au written by Jesse and Claire Stevens, make sure you check it out. Nick, thank you for opening this season of Batch Chat with me. It has been a delight. Thanks for having me. We'll see you next week. This episode of Batch Chat was brought to you by the new Hyundai Santa Fe.